I'm Rachel Stewart with the latest session from the John Clark Performance Studio. And today we've got a couple of guests who are coming to us uh, from, I guess you call it the Unifor area, representing the Western Piedmont Symphony. We have Matthew Troy, who is the new music director for the Western Piedmont Symphony. Uh, he will be conducting his first classics concert with them, and we'll talk a little bit about that shortly. But he's already familiar to North Carolina audiences because he has been the associate conductor of the Winston-Salem Symphony. He also has worked extensively with the Piedmont Symphony. And we have pianist Greg Knight here, uh, who will be the soloist for that opening classics concert. And that is coming up Saturday, October 5th at 7.30 p.m. at P.E. Monroe Auditorium in Hickory. And Greg is a Lenore native and finalist in the 2016 Van Cliburn International Piano Competition for Outstanding Amateurs. And he's performed in Germany, around the United States as a soloist with orchestras and recitalist. And WDAV audiences may remember him uh, because he came to our studios and played on Van Clyburn's own piano a few years ago. So welcome to you guys. Thank you. It's good Thank to you. be here. Matt, we'll start with you uh, since since you're new. That's right. Sure. <laughs> and you've got this concert coming up October 15th. Tell us a little bit about that and maybe just a couple of words about how you approach it as the new guy. Yeah, well, it's great to be, you know, officially in the job now. I mean, I think I'm just really excited to get started. Um, this is a great program. I cannot think of a, a better way to open up my tenure than a concert like this. And to be able to collaborate with Greg is just fantastic. We've already had a rehearsal and I got to kind of get to know what an amazing artist he is. And so that's really exciting. But yes, on the program, we've got Finlandia, uh, obviously by Jean Sibelius, very well-known and beloved piece of his, probably the most famous piece Sibelius ever wrote, whether he meant it to be that way or not. And then followed by the Greek Piano Concerto, which we're going to talk more about today. And then actually the second half of the program also kind of has a piano element to it too. It's pictures at an exhibition by Mussorgsky, and he obviously wrote that originally as a piano work and was then later orchestrated in the early 20s by Ravel. So we're really, really thrilled to be able to present that program. Um, as the new guy, I think, as you said, <laughs> what I'm uh, just eager to do is just still trying to get to know the orchestra a little bit. Um, what's great um, is that I've done all of these pieces before, so I feel comfortable, you know, that, uh, that it's, it's such a familiar program, and I think it'll be familiar to the audiences uh, as well. So... Um, that's really exciting. And if I could just tell you also one quick thing about the Mussorgsky that we're doing that's kind of a special idea. That's something that I had done in the past and I thought worked well, so I wanted to, to bring that idea to Hickory. As you know, the Mussorgsky is kind of a series of vignettes, pictures that were based on Mussorgsky, who lost his dear friend Victor Hartman, who is an artist. And um, since the 1870s, about half of those pictures have disappeared, and the other half, are, we still know where they are and what they look like. So I wanted to make sure that the audiences for the Western Piedmont Symphony could really get a sense of the entire tableau uh, of, of these different characters and the different movements within pictures at an exhibition. So we actually uh, approached a local watercolor artist, Mary Elizabeth Geithner, to recreate the pictures from the missing movements of the Mussorgsky. And so we'll have those actually on display along with the uh, existing pictures as well. So it will kind of, I think, make for an interesting marriage 
marriage of the old and the new, which the piece kind of embodies that anyway. And I think just to see kind of different takes on uh, the the different movements uh, within pictures at an exhibition. So just a really, really fantastic and interesting program. And uh, I'm just really excited to, to begin to get started. That is a very great idea. And to get a local artist involved. So it's kind of a multimedia. That's right. That's right. Creation. Yep. And yeah. those will actually be framed and matted and they'll be up for auction actually at the performance so could you know if you come to the concert you could have a great take home (laughs) you know parting gift (laughs) from the concert as well very nice um greg Mm -hmm. we'll ask you a little bit about performing with um i guess the hometown orchestra and uh you know what that's like for you and you are going to be performing the grieg so we'll also talk about that in just a second yes i uh I've played with the the Western Piedmont Symphony a, a number of times over the years, and it's uh, it's always a thrill to me to do that. I uh, I love the opportunity to be on the stage there with such a wonderful group of musicians, and just you know bring a piece of music to life again and to enjoy it. I remember as a child, you know, if if you're a pianist and you're you're growing up listening to these recordings of concertos. You think, gee, that would be, it would be so cool, you know, to, to sit down and be able to do that sometime. And I've been very fortunate to be able to to work with the symphony before. I was thrilled when they asked me to uh, join in this uh, this premiere uh, program with Matt here. It's a very special concert, and uh, I'm just I'm very happy to do it. It's I'm thrilled. Well, tell us a little bit about the Grieg and what you want to play from it first. The Grieg Concerto. Um, some of the staff there at the symphony approached me. Before they had decided on a you know a conductor, they said, "Would you be interested in playing for the first season?" I said, "Well, yeah, sure, I'd love to, anytime." You know, and they said, "What do you want to do?" And when you're trying to decide, you know, what type of concerto to pick out, there's all these different factors. You're trying to say, "Well, what what's good for me?" You know, <laughs> well, what have I not played? What do I what would be good for me to play? Uh, what's good for the orchestra? Uh, what's really most importantly, though, what's good for the audience? I mean, they're the ones that are paying for this. And with all those factors considered, it seemed as though the Grieg would be the, the, th- the thing to choose here. Um, it's a perennial favorite. I mean, almost who doesn't know the Grieg? People that don't even know the Grieg don't know they know it, but they do know it, you know. Growing up, listening to it as a child, I'd, I had to remind myself not long ago that, you know, Greg, this is probably one of the reasons you got in the business in the first place was the Grieg Piano Concerto <laughs> because it's, uh, it's just so pervasive and such a beautiful masterpiece. It's engaging for the pianist. It's engaging for the orchestra. And I think that we'll have a good time doing it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So you're going to play us some excerpts of the piano part. Yes, I thought maybe we could just do a little snatches of it from here or there. Um, I'll do a little bit from the first movement here and uh, just give you a taste of some of how it goes. Thank you. 
So that's the opening of the Grieg Piano Concerto, the piano part played by Greg Knight. Troy, you want to add anything about the Grieg? You know, I think it's really an amazing piece in, on many levels. I think it's one of the strongest pieces Grieg ever wrote, even though he was quite young when he wrote the piece. So I think there's that element to it uh, that's that's really interesting. I also just find that with this piece, it seems to communicate very directly to the listener. I don't find it to be... Um, overly cerebral I, th- I think it just kind of cuts right to your emotions right to the heart and there's something j- that I think is just so um, refreshing about how direct the music is it just goes right in on our emotions and, and we're instantly captivated by the sound of it so I think that is is really truly one of the reasons that it's had the staying power and the popularity that it's found over the years. I also read a book uh, where Grieg was interviewed and he was kind of questioned on the source of his inspiration as a composer. And what's funny is that in the interview, Grieg realized that he was not Johannes Brahms. He he realized that he was not um, kind of on that same level in, in the same way that like a Brahms or a Schumann might have been. But I think Grieg was very much okay with that. He he loved the fact that his music had the ability to stir people and reach people so immediately. And I think he embraced that in his music. So those kind of folk music elements um, and things that just really connect with an audience, I think Grieg embraced that about himself and about his own music. And I think you certainly hear that in this concerto. Uh, there's a rather famous story about Grieg uh, when he took the concerto to Franz Liszt, and um, Liszt said, well, here, you know, play it for me. And Grieg said, well, I, I can't play it. I, I, haven't, I haven't learned it. And, and so Liszt said, well, okay, I'll show you that I can't play it either. And, uh, but of course, uh, Franz Liszt was one of the greatest sight readers in history from, you know, what we can determine. He could actually just read open orchestral score and sight read it, transposing all the parts. Uh, just, you know, almost an inconceivable thing to be able to do. But so he um, he played through the concerto, said that uh, he would make comments as he went through. It was a very positive experience for Grieg. Grieg said he reflected on it uh, a time and time again years later whenever he would feel down about himself or, or feel like he had not quite accomplished all he wanted to accomplish and remember that, uh, that encouragement he got from Liszt and how it made everything okay. <laughs> So are you going to uh, you're going to play something from yeah. that next, right? Yeah, let me uh, let's do this part of the second theme from the first movement.
from the second movement. Yeah. Well, that was from the first movement. From the, the, second, the theme. second theme, sorry, from the first movement of Grieg's Piano Concerto in A minor. Greg Knight at the piano. I know you've got one or two more excerpts. We could uh, do the cadenza if you if you'd like to hear some of that. It's uh, the cadenza. You know, in a in a concerto, uh, typically you'll find the cadenza in at the end of the first movement, and that's the point traditionally where the soloist is allowed to do whatever they want. Uh, especially in the you know the 18th 19th centuries, sometimes they would just improvise them on the spot. Other cadenzas have tended to be more standard and, and even just written into the score, uh, like there's, you know, there's no choice, this is the cadenza, you know. And, you know, you, you read from other musicologists and they say, well, you know, this cadenza really can't be improved on. Uh, you really should play this one. Uh, this is one of those. Uh, I'd, I've never heard anyone play a cadenza other than the standard cadenza for the Grieg. Um, it's just such a, a wonderful uh, sum, summation of what went before. It's, all cadenzas are supposed to do, they end by not completely ending. That's where the orchestra comes in. So you're going to trail off. <laughs> you're going to trail off. <laughs> okay.
Greg Knight playing the cadenza from the Grieg Piano Concerto in A minor. And uh, that's going to be on the program for the very first classics uh, concert with the Western Piedmont Symphony, October 5th, 7.30 p.m. in Hickory. And uh, Matthew Troy is here as well. He's the music director, conductor. And I was just curious about conductors. When you're sitting here listening to this piano part, is your brain also... um, have you got the score going on in your brain? And- uh, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's. But I would also say it's not just me. I'm. Sh- I feel certain, and we haven't talked about this in advance at all. But I feel certain that Gregory also has the score running through his head as well, because Absolutely. it's just as important for him to understand how that puzzle fits together as it is for me to. So I think yes, it's 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 really exciting to kind of you know, always be thinking about how the, the, the parts align and, and fit together. It's, it's such an uh, organic and cohesive piece of music in that way. So uh, the, the parts are very um, co-equal, I should say, in a lot of ways uh, in this concerto. Well, I think we have time to hear one more selection. Okay. So, uh, Greg, I'll let you tell us what it is going to be. This is his nocturne, which is, a, I thought, a really... Uh, kind of a haunting, beautiful piece.
Well, that was gorgeous. A Grieg lyric piece, a nocturne. You were listening to pianist Greg Knight, who uh, actually is from Morganton and will be performing with the Western Piedmont Symphony Orchestra for their season opener on Saturday, October 5th at 7.30 p.m. in P.E. Monroe Auditorium in Hickory. And he's been nice enough to be here in the studio to play some of the Grieg and uh, the, from the Piano Concerto. And we've also had Matthew Troy here, who is the new music director for the Western Piedmont. This is going to be his uh, initiation. That's right. I think baptism by fire, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's great to have you both here. Thank you so much. For Thank you. It's Thank great you to be here. Thank you. And again, their concert, Saturday, October 5th, 7.30 p.m., P.E. Monroe Auditorium in Hickory, on the program, Finlandia by Sibelius, the Piano Concerto in A Minor by Grieg, and Pictures at an Exhibition by Musorgsky. I'm Rachel Stewart, and sessions from the John Clark Performance Studio are mixed in the Samuel R. Spencer Jr. Production Control Studio, and they're made possible with the generous support of Keith and Tommy Miller.